0: Hello everybody, it's Dell Shores. And I'm Emerson Collins, and you're watching the Dell and Emerson Show. Straight talk. Real gay. Woo. Hello, Dell
1: Shores. Oh, hi, ha ha. How are you? I'm I'm getting by. Is anything going on in the world?
0: Just nothing. Uh, well, honestly, nothing. Literally nothing is happening anywhere except those poor people in five counting rooms across the country who signed up to do a job as a bo- for minimum wage to support their local election who have definitely gone to bed the last several nights going, I'm not getting paid enough for this shit.
1: I, I have to tell you, I, I almost drove to Nevada just to help. I just what? felt like I was going Arizona, Nevada. It seems like Nevada needs me a little bit more. With that. every time that poor guy comes on, it just seems like he is just so flustered. Um, I know.
0: Well, you know they they don't hurry for anything except a buffet and a winner winner chicken
1: dinner. I know. They're like, we are
0: not used to this pressure
1: and, and, and those uh, shrimp cocktails. They had uh, they said minimum wage and a shrimp cocktail every day if you, co- you count these votes. <laughs> It's yes. crazy though. Did you, so when, when you went to bed last night, was uh-huh. it, did, did, did you see it turn blue? Oh, yeah.
0: First of all, y'all know I stay up all hours of the night. Anyway, I was up till three 30 this morning. I was awake for the midnight train to Georgia turning blue.
1: I saw that. And then I, I got, I, I, I got started getting text, and then I saw that and then I got up and I watched it and then I found myself asleep on the couch. Like, my daddy used to do. Except yes. that I don't have a toothpick in my mouth. He always fell asleep with a toothpick in his mouth.
0: Um, I did
1: appreciate
0: that Marjorie from Designing Women got a lot of attention last night. Yes, she, yes, she. You know that my yes. irritation with that night, the lights went out in Georgia monologue, which y'all, I can do word for word, is that lots of people who are only kind of fans want to leave Marjorie out. You know, they say, and that is the night the lights went out in Georgia. They forget that it is, and that. Marjorie, just so you will know, and your children will someday know, is the night the lights went out in Georgia.
1: Well, there's the other one about the call to Donald Trump is floating around too, which is pretty good.
0: I do love that lots of people thought that that was like somebody made that up. I was like, no, Donald Trump was was someone to be lampooned all the way back when Designing Women was on the air.
1: Yes, joke back then. um
0: hey everybody first of all welcome if you're watching this show later hopefully anything we're gonna talk about is already gonna be old but to those of you here with us on this friday evening in the middle of this stasis crisis say hi how are you doing what have you been doing the last three nights while we wait for this election to complete itself share the broadcast facebook periscope youtube Tell us who you are, what you've been doing. What have you done each night? Are you just watching the results?
1: I do, here's what I did, Emerson. I would go and watch like a bunch of The Voice and then I would go back and just catch up. Cause you could, you could watch, you know about 30 good minutes and nothing would happen. And then, and I have, you know my kids and my ex-wife, we're all on a thread. uh, So I'm catching up no matter what. so so that's what I did. I, I, I finished five episodes of The Voice. That is so much
0: healthier. You know, y'all, we've discussed this, this lockdown journey of my mental health and anxiety. And y'all, I knew this week, if I just sat and watched for seven hours, it would not work. Tuesday night, we watched four episodes of this new French series on Netflix called La Revolution, about like zombie vampires in France at the revolution. Oh. Then we finished it on Wednesday night. And then last night, we spent five hours watching YouTube videos of third, fourth, fifth, sixth dinas in various Dreamgirls productions around the country, fan every version of The Color Purple that exists, just anything Heather Headley's ever done, just sort of filling the gospel spirit and only checking the news once an hour.
1: I saw that. I think you texted me and told me you were crying with Fantasia. Fantasia Barino was singing I'm Here from The
0: Color Purple, and I was sobbing y'all like uh, like every member of my family had died I was making that sound where you can't catch your breath Blake looked over at me and like we started doing it because he was having he needed some like self-care and he turned to me and he said I'm so sorry I didn't know this was gonna do this to you and I was like I think I
1: need it it's it's kind of like watching Terms of endearment in ordinary people, and you know, (laughs) those go to movies. When I'm real depressed, I feel like this though if you watch a real depressing movie, you feel a little bit better in real life after you watch the depressing movie.
0: Well, we're all sitting on this pent up energy. And look, if you haven't been watching, it's you know, he's in the lead. I checked the latest numbers in the lead in Pennsylvania by 6,000, in the lead in Georgia by 4,000, in Arizona by 38, and Nevada by 23, still with 130 outstanding. So there are far more paths for Biden to this win. It basically seems like several of those states, they would call it, except they don't want to call it since the next one they call will mean it's calling the win. So they're going to wait till one of those states reaches
1: 100%, I think. Well, did you- Pennsylvania went down because it was up to like almost 20,000 when I... So. Yeah,
0: it's there's some various things going on. Arizona went down a little bit at one point. It's what's outstanding from where as the groups come in. Okay. Um, but so I think they're going to make us wait a really long, honestly, until one state says we have no more ballots to count because no network wants to be the first to call it because there will be lawsuits. And the lawsuits seem frivolous, you all, but the recounts may happen. So, they may wait until a recount is finished. You know, that Bush Gore one, we didn't know till December officially. Well, and listen,
1: um, yeah, people called that, but, but we thought Gore was our president from many networks. Yeah. So, um, hold yeah. on. I'll, I'll just, let me, I'm going to back up. Let us check in with you all and see
0: how everybody's doing. Hi, Sandy and Sarasota. Del, Rob said, Dell, I watched your six characters one man play on Broadway HD. It was awesome.
1: Well, thank you, Rob. Thank you. I, I actually got a text today from Larry Cosan because of that movie or that the, the, my play. And he said, Sarah Hunley is smiling today. She's, She's resting uh, easy. She's resting yeah.
0: easy. Um, Anthony said switching between CNN and West Wing. I love that okay. choice. That's Matthew, great. hello in Switzerland. Yo, oh, so many. The neutral place. They're neutral. Matthew's in Switzerland. And also our, uh, our, Norwegian, Sweden, where um, I'll find. But our you know, our YouTube. Anyway, Rob was making Christmas wreaths yesterday and he made one that he's sending to me.
1: He made one for me. He already sent me one and he sent one for Leslie Jordan and I I, I took it over there and I think Leslie put it on his neck and took a picture for Rob. Oh um, uh, Leslie's grading fourth grade essays. I mean, that's
0: productive. That.
1: You know, I wasn't fourth grade, but I did my final grade yesterday for NSU. So I did do something productive.
0: Yes. Um, so submitted. So you're all done with the teacher part.
1: I'm done. I turned in my grades and um, wrote some really sweet little notes to these and to encourage my writers. They wrote some really good plays. So Ugh. Steve was watching NBC, then Hallmark Christmas movies. And y'all, we're gonna
0: watch that gay Hallmark Christmas movie. All we're all gonna talk about that. You know, hey, Alan. There,
1: there, was, there was another one. I, I'll get the details on it. But there was a, a, a Hallmark and a Lifetime, and then there was another one. And our friend Catherine Bayless played like the gay the gay couple's best friends. So there's some other gay Christmas movie. Good.
0: Alan said, "I've been up since four fifteen, refreshing Twitter and Huff Post. You are yep. not alone. It feels like oh, there it is, Nicholas from Sweden." Hopefully, it'll be a peaceful transition. Sweden <laughs> and Switzerland, we're going international, y'all. It will not be a peaceful transition. <laughs> it's not. That is not a possibility. So you
1: think there's going to be a war? Not- that, I mean, that's what peaceful. Oh, Okay, okay, okay. It's I just Not with... But it, they're going to... He's just going to be dragging... They're going to drag and, and just drag him out of that White House. But Melania is already packing. You know she is. I know. They um, needed a diversion. I know. And y'all... Um,
0: Obviously, there's lots happening. I will say I'm annoyed at the media who the last 36 hours have been willing to like, you know, we're ignoring his tweets. We're cutting away from his speeches because it's not true and whatever that we could have been doing for the last four years. Now that he's on his way out the door and we're finally treating those things that way, it's sort of irritating because it does show we could have been treating it that way all along and we wouldn't have been where we are. But you but you mean Twitter in the the way that they're they're flagging everything? I mean Twitter. I mean the news media cut away from his speech yesterday. Bunch of the major networks, and we have not done that. They used it for the ratings. It took literal years of the administration for them to start cutting away, and then fact checking in between. It's just interesting that now that he's on his way out the door, it sure seems real easier to call him a liar. You know to to talk about the about. Imba- the lack of validity to how many things he says. We could have done that all along and it wouldn't have been this close.
1: You know, my favorite moment yesterday on CNN was when Jake Tapper called his ch- children, he said, his spawn, his spawn are tweeting. Yes, <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Kid. Like
0: that was that was available to these people for four years. You know, we're doing it now because it's done. We wouldn't be here if we had treated it more like that all the way through, solemn silence. But since we don't know, y'all, we have lots to celebrate. And what we do here is the LGBTQ news and nonsense. So we're going to get into some of the fun stories and some of the true celebrations that we do have on representation in our community. And then we have some fun non-election stories for the second half of the show, because Lord knows if anything actually happens, someone in the comments will tell us. So how about we start with a good one?
1: Well, I love this story. Thank you so much. And before I I read that, though, I just want to remind you a few weeks ago, Pat Robertson said, without question, uh, Trump is going to win the election. God told him that. Just just reminding you. Okay, so Paula White, if y'all don't know who Paula White is, Google her. Uh, She, uh, before we get to the celebration news, let's just enjoy this video. This is one of his uh, Donald Trump's spiritual advisors as she is passionately praying for the angels to help Trump win. Uh, And y'all,
0: if you haven't seen this, you need to go watch every version of this video that exists. I'm just gonna show you the highlight center section Oh, oh, hold
1: Paula, on. White. That's not Paula White, that's- No, it's
0: me. not, my my Twitter just jumps. So just give me two seconds to get well, her I back. Have
1: to wait, because uh, you know, uh, the Baptist, by the way, always felt like speaking in tongues was a lesser gift. But uh, there, uh, Paula White really does speak in tongues. Here she goes with her bra and show. strike, and strike, and strike, and strike. There
0: she is, but let's jump on, cause like she goes on and on.
1: Yeah, from Africa right now, Africa right now, Africa right now. From Africa right now, they're coming here. They're coming here in the name of Jesus. From South America, America. They're, coming they're coming here. They're coming here. They're coming here. They're coming here from Africa, from wow. South America, angelic are forces, and jellin forces and jellin reinforcement and jellin reinforcement and jellin reinforcement. <laughs> <laughs> For I, I, hear heard the that, I hear the sound of victory. I hear okay. the sound of victory. Okay. But this guy walking back
0: and forth, Emerson, I don't understand that. I know. I have so many questions. Like she is like speaking in tongues, calling only from South America and Africa. Apparently Asia and Europe are just a lost cause. Um, but who is the man wandering around like the way I walk around my apartment learning lies?
1: I, yeah, I know. I thought he was reading the script. That's what I thought. And he had his costume on his uh, arm. If you noticed, it was like he had a little costume thing. I was like,
0: are they getting ready for the Christmas pageant?
1: I, um, and, and didn't seem to be listening to
0: her. The I know we're not the only ones. I was like more interested in him than I was in her because she's so full of shit. Um, but I did go to a church uh, growing up. One of the churches I went to, we did have people speak in tongues on Sunday nights during our praise and worship service which that was fine, uh, because I understand the concept of getting to a point where you're just communicating emotion and the words don't really matter. Where we lost me was when somebody stood beside them and translated. Well, that's what the Bible says to do. That's I know, but the Bible was talking about actual languages. They were not talking about this nonsense. They were talking about they literally were given the gift of speaking other
1: languages. They're just making up shit. You know they are. Um, I went to a church at, in, in in Waco in, in, during Baylor that did that, and the pastor started uh, going in the audience and said he was searching for lost sinners, and I just bowed my head and said, "Please, please, please, I'll, I'll do I, better. I'll do better if you don't come get me." I know. I had a friend. I had a. We
0: were in a service and had a guest pastor once who was going around doing the like laying the hand on the forehead, and you see people fall down, and people walk behind them to catch them. And when he got to me, I was like. Um, you kind of pushed. <laughs> he did it? Like, I didn't fall, but the the, the, the the hand on the head included a, a little bit of momentum. And I was like, I don't okay. think you're supposed to help it along.
1: And you're like, I'm not playing your game.
0: <laughs> um, Wait, I speak in tongues. Rob, well, you know, I know lots of straight men and lesbians who speak in tongues. It's not <laughs> one of my spiritual <laughs> gifts.
1: <laughs> that
0: interpretation thing is one of the gifts. Cindy, um, so Cindy speaks to that. Yes. Well, I'm just going to say that I experienced some versions of that where it more seemed like an excuse. Uh, Rob did say, though, he is her catcher if someone falls out under the Holy Ghost. He did not seem close enough to her. If she fell out, she was hitting the ground. Oh, he, yeah, he kept, he was not good. He should have been right behind her. I would say, I'll wait till they bring out the snakes. I mean, at least they didn't do that.
1: Yeah. And,
0: That's too much.
1: Um,
0: Well, Paula provided us all entertainment and people have remixed it. And here's the thing. Whatever way you express your spirituality and you speak to your Lord, I am all for that journey for you and your spirituality. Paula White is a hypocrite who begs for people's money and has excused anything and everything that Trump has done. So her spirituality is what I call into question. Not your personal
1: faith journey. Oh, that's right. I'll just make fun of her, not you. Yeah.
0: Um, But we did have some things to celebrate. You know, we picked 20 candidates, 11, and 11 Senate races, and nine challenging LGBTQ races. And I wanna share uh, the exciting victories uh, that we had in some of those. Now, we did know upfront that we specifically picked um, LGBT candidates that were gonna be harder to win. Uh, so here are our big three victories uh, Ann Johnson on the left, she won in Texas. This was a big fight for texas to try to win their state house continuing the purple journey of texas um so a huge celebration for ann there and then we have tori harris who won in tennessee he is the first out lgbtq member of the tennessee legislature along with eddie Manus in knoxville who's a republican so we didn't focus on him that much and then our other really big exciting win from our nine spotlight candidates with Stephanie Byers in Kansas is the first trans state official yeah. in the state
1: of Kansas.
0: So y'all, we intentionally chose and focused on difficult races. Um, so it, to me, it was very exciting to see these three win. Certainly the other six, all three of our US House candidates lost, uh, John Hoadley in Michigan, Gina Ortiz Jones in Texas was particularly hard. Um, and then Pat Hackett in Indiana from South Bend, um, her margin was wider than we wanted it to be. But these three are victories and we are celebrating them and grateful to all of you who contributed to them. And even when candidates lose y'all, every, every race that we get closer in a place that is hard to win creates momentum for the next race in that same place. I don't see any of them as losses. We chose challenging ones um, and they are set up for even greater success the next time.
1: I got many, many um, emails, as I'm sure you did, from those who lost and won. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Um, somebody Thank you. asked, because I didn't check on hers, did Jane win?
1: But she did not win. Jane did not win. Um, so, But we, 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 she said, it's not over. We're, I'm going again. And uh, good for her. I, I talked to her, and she's doing well. But uh, she she put up a very good fight and a very red no. spot.
0: And y'all, it's just like American Idol and RuPaul's Drag Race. People audition two, three, four, five times before they make it to the show. Lots (laughs) of candidates win second, third, fourth time because the people know them even better the next time they run. Uh, Joe Biden, uh,
1: who could be winning very soon, he's running. And for the first time in the 80s. Yes, when when you were a a baby. It's true. Um, All right, we have other celebrations. Uh yes, did you did you finish all of yours? Yes, uh, I did mine. So you okay. can do our story. Okay. So we've got uh, Richie Torres and uh, Mondaire Jones in New York will be the first openly gay Black members of Congress. Torres is an Afro Latinx and defeated that homophobe Ruben Diaz Senior in the primary. And then we have uh, Shred- these are y'all. These are all
0: these are all the candidates we did stories on. Right, that we that weren't in our focus group.
1: Yes, thank you. And then there was Chevron Jones. After serving in the Florida House, he will be the first LGBTQ state senator in Florida. We did the story on how he was rejected from a blood drive earlier in the pandemic and the homophobic uh, robocall that happened after. And then we have uh, Charmaine McGuffey, I loved her so much. She will be the sheriff in Hamilton County, Ohio, after defeating the sheriff who fired her for being gay in the primary. Uh, Then she won the general election. Uh, Roger Montoya, the former CNN hero, was elected to uh, the new uh, Mexican, New Mexico House, in spite of all those homophobic smears. Or his past work in adult film. And then we've got Angie Craig in Minnesota defended her House seat successfully over the Republican and the potential spoiler, legal marijuana, now party candidate who died. Y'all,
0: I love these. I love this group because everyone in this group faced overt homophobia trans you know, queer phobias in some aspect in their race, whether it was the candidate that they were running against with Richie or that robocall for Chevron, the boss uh, for Charmaine for like that stupid gay porn. stuff. I just love the victory of this group of people who weren't just running. They had to overcome bullshit
1: to get there. I love that. I love that the, the big headline. There's a new sheriff in town for Charlotte. And I
0: just read today, didn't even include, there was one in, I think, Charleston, who was very similar to her story, where somebody, uh, she beat a bigot that had like held her back in her career. Yeah, so y'all, amen. there's a lot of nonsense, but there is so much to celebrate. And then uh, the last group I want to share, because this is really exciting, and we have to remember to celebrate uh, battles that we win while we continue to fight the big war. Um, just so you all know, you can go to the Victory Fund website because currently of the candidates they supported, LGBTQ candidates at every level across the country, there are 189 wins, only 77 losses with 46 still undecided. I'm not going to go through all of them but these are some highlight firsts um, and they, I'm going to read these across uh, from from left to right all across. Sarah McBride, huge win, first trans-state senator in the country as she joins the Delaware Senate. Y'all, she interned in the Obama White House. She's an HRC spokesperson. She spoke at the 2016 DNC and worked for Beau Biden, uh, Joe Biden's son, Beau, as attorney general of Delaware. In her speech, she said, and I love this, it's my fervent hope that tonight, a young person here in Delaware or in North Carolina or in Texas or anywhere in this country that they are able to go to sleep tonight with a powerful but simple message that our democracy is big enough for them too, that their voices matter, and that change is always possible. I mean, she, y'all, we're going to watch her at every level up through our country, I think, for the next, the coming years. Um, And then a quick rundown. Kim Jackson next, a lesbian Episcopal priest and social justice advocate, uh, is the first out member of the Georgia Senate. Then Michelle Rayner, the first black queer woman to win a seat in the Florida House uh, over where Chevron just moved uh, to the Senate. Then Jabari Prizport joins the New York State Senate as the first LGBTQ legislator of color. He ran unopposed in the general. So after he won the primary, sailed on through. Greg Razor will be the only out LGBTQ plus rep in the Missouri State Senate. Then Taylor Small, the first trans legislator in Vermont's house. Then Christy Holstead was elected to the Palm Springs City Council. Now there, they rotate the Palm Springs mayor among the council members. So she will be the first bisexual mayor in the country and the first female mayor in Palm Springs, which we love. Yes. And we Alex Lee, who at 25 is the California State Assembly's youngest Asian American member and first out by person elected to the assembly. Then Maury Turner, her journey is huge. Their journey is huge. She is the first non-binary person elected to a state legislature anywhere and the first Muslim legislator in Oklahoma. Y'all, Maury won Oklahoma as a Muslim non-binary representative. They represent part of Oklahoma City. They use they and she pronouns. This is is the hiccup you're hearing in my voice. But a huge win there. And then in Puerto Rico, Ana Erman Rivera-Lassen won her bid for Senate as the first out-elected lawmaker in the island's history. Adrian Tam will be the only out-person serving in Hawaii's legislature. And Adrian beat the founder of Proud Boys Hawaii. Fuck them. And finally, David Ortiz is the first openly bisexual person elected to the Colorado Assembly. So y'all, now only Alaska, Louisiana, and Mississippi Mississippi have not elected LGBTQ legislators. So in the middle of this, y'all, we have huge reasons to celebrate uh, for all of our community. So many different kinds of representation all across the country at so many levels. So as we sit in this nerves, I just wanted to share this, y'all, we have so much to celebrate as well. So
1: huge. Huge, yeah, great great job, Emerson. I love this update. Well, in um, you go, Yeah, so what were you saying? I, oh, I was just going to go to the next story if we if uh, just
0: one more second. Let's see cuz some people had some fun other ones. Um Tam said, "Success in Birmingham, Alabama. LGBT charter school approved." Oh, That's nice. so exciting. Rob said, "Sadly Senator Allison, a common Freeman lost in Tulsa, um for the lesbians, but still exciting wins in Oklahoma." Um and then, yeah, so as Ken said, reminder y'all, progress is slow and steady, but all different kinds of members of our community have stood up so many places to say, I am here, I want to represent, I want to be a part of creating for my community and lots of
1: victories to celebrate. So- it's, so it's so beautiful that so many people are out proud and running as out and proud. I just love it and so much, uh, no, nobody, you know, even when they lost, you're so right, there, it, it is progress people are putting a face out there and we are being represented. So I love all of this.
0: And and y'all, yes, lots of people, we didn't do stories on people like Brian Sims on Park in Georgia, people that were definitely gonna win re-election, like Brian was never in danger. And so we only focused our energy on people that had challenging races. And so yes, lots of our existing reps uh, were re-elected. And of course that's exciting,
1: but you know, we only have an hour, so we- That's right. And so I'm going to, you know, since I can't stand this next person, I'm going to rush through this story. Uh, But uh, on Wednesday, Richard Grinnell appeared with Matt Schlapp at a, or Schlapp, I believe is the way you say his name, at a press conference in front of the Nevada Polling Center. You ought to have tried to help him count. On Twitter, he said he was announcing a federal lawsuit to stop counting illegal ballots in Nevada. Clark County officials must start answering questions as to why. We demand transparency. At the conference, he claimed that thousands of votes were cast illegally and the polling center lacked proper election observers. He refused to answer any questions and practically ran away from him as in MSNBC reporter uh, Jacob Saborov, which I love this video so much. Uh, Jacob just kept saying, where's the evidence of the fraud? And he just refused to answer, like cowering into a van, just like a little like a possum running and uh, uh, they brought out an elderly woman who claimed her mail in ballot was stolen and she was unable to vote in person. She was uh, he was told by Josh Liederman of NBC News that Clark County addressed her on record and said they investigated, found the ballot signature and gave her an opportunity to sign a statement challenging the ballot and signature. She declined. So they, you know, Carted her out like a, you know, a prop, and uh, and they were wrong about that. He ignored that, and then he began trolling, saying she was afraid to stand up to the Democratic machine, and then he attacked Fox News anchor Harris Walker, as well for not agreeing with his version of the story. And as I like to call him, Richard Motherfucking Grinnell, but uh, I like yours better, uh, gaslighter, gaslighter. And that came from, I think, Alfonso
0: at uh, HRC. You know, I keep We keep putting in these stories on him, one, because like it's sad and hilarious and we have to laugh. But pay attention to which people right now, because there are legal realities, right? There are certain things that automatically trigger recounts. If there are legal avenues for recounting the ballots, we should do all those things so we all know with certainty that the result is what it is. We will likely have recounts in at least one, if not more states. But pay attention to these people that are stoking fear mongering based on falsehoods so that when they try to come back around after Trump is out and gone and act like a regular Republican again, that we make sure they get fucked all the way off.
1: Oh, all the way off. And, you know, it's it's not it, to me, it's just like I just feel like that they're they're gay hating gays and because they're supporting this party. They're supporting this administration who is clearly now with. The, the statements from the Supreme Court justices, they are clearly wanting to take our rights away. So I have no tolerance at all, none.
0: Yep. And, you know, and y'all, as we get into the work with the reason we did, you know, we the Senate was really challenging. It was really disappointing to watch a lot of people we thought were possible fall by the wayside. But so it's just like we're watching Georgia right now. It is looking like both John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock are going to make it to runoffs in January. And so I've already started looking, I'm gonna start figuring out how to text or whatever for those campaigns next week. And next week we will have information about what you can do to support those two campaigns. Because that's gonna decide control of the Senate, which will decide whether Biden has any chance of getting an agenda done in the first two years. So they are as important uh, to the win and don't worry we will keep talking about that.
1: In fact well, somebody Emerson just so, since you're talking about Georgia can we please just give Stacy Abrams a shout out her because I she had so much to do with the blue wave that is sweeping through Georgia. And after you
0: know the frustration of her election that she du- doubled down and dug in and said I'm going to do the work to make sure what happened to me doesn't happen to anyone else. Um That's such a reminder for all of us, you know, in the places where we lost and the things I, like many, truly believed that based on like basic human decency, it was going to be less close than it is. And I'm not going to sit in that defeat or frustration. I'm going to look at what organizations can I support. Um, We will continue sharing what we can do, how we can help organizations fighting on the issues as we get to the new administration. So there is work we can do all inspired by Stacey Abrams, who Got beat down and said, "Fine, I'm going to change the way it works here."
1: Yeah, I went to bed Tuesday night. I have to admit it. I went to bed very depressed, and we we had a conversation about it. We we y'all we actually talk outside of this show, and uh and, and but the next day I said, "You know what? We we got a rally. We have got to rally." And 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 good for you for saying that um and then just
0: one quick thing i'm going to skip most of the next group um the other we talked about question two in nevada right that the two karens were trying to get uh the same-sex marriage ban removed from the nevada constitution and y'all that passed with over 60 percent of the vote they will be the first state uh to have their same-sex marriage ban removed from their constitution a huge, symbolic important win Go to the Karens and Nevada. And of course, Nevada already knows about that. Now we're waiting on the rest of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, so which is great. There are some good Karens out there, y'all. Yeah.
0: All right, go on to that electorate one, because this is...
1: Uh, Okay, so uh, exit uh, polling canvas, 1,600 people who voted on Tuesday. (laughs) 1,000. Oh, yeah, sorry. 16,000 people who voted on Tuesday, they found that 7% of the voters identified as LGBTQ, a record turnout, meaning we were overrepresented since we are only 4.5 of the population. In 2016, we were 5%. In 2018, we were 6% out of exit polls. It represented about uh, uh, 1,100 people uh, in the exit poll. And the polling found that Biden received 61% of the LGBTQ uh, vote. That's a massive drop from the 77% that Clinton received in 2016. And very disappointing for me. Um, Trump won 28% of the LGBTQ vote, which is double, double y'all of 2016 total and much better than the 17% from the recent GLAD survey. So, hmm. Well, and it's
0: a reminder, it's probably slightly overrepresented. It wasn't just poll. uh, the poll, I believe, did say it was in person, but also voting and early voting, but it still probably is overrepresented by people who waited to the day of, which we've seen leaned heavily Republican anyway, but something for us all to consider how we address our communities. You know, there were rises in other marginalized and minority communities as well. How we discuss issues heading into the next elections something for us to be aware of and thinking about what's the best way to communicate uh, beyond you know, their racism. So just important to look at all aspects. Oh, y'all, we've reached the center of our show, which just means it's time for the commercial, which I haven't been hitting. We hadn't, didn't have any tips the last two shows, which is fine, but it means, you know, we do this to share news and information and fun things and commune with you all uh, but if you're sitting on a pile of money and you want to send us a tip, uh, you can do that on Venmo at Emerson Collins or on PayPal to Beard Collins Productions at gmail.com. It's in the ticker below. Thank you to Michael Shane, Leanne and Jonathan Pinkerton, who already did today. I know we were all stressed Thank the other you. shows, um, but I, I needed to remind myself to do it. Y'all, it's hard to ask for money, but I am.
1: Well, yeah, I've we, we been asking for money for a lot of other things, too. So that's that's we, we also appreciate you have all of you who gave to fund for LGBT candidates and and beyond. So we, we know. I don't that feel like full disclosure,
0: you know, we've had people ask, you know, if you move this to Patreon, you could make more money with subscribers. But we like being able to do it for free to you all, because we know there are lots of people who every dollar matters for. It certainly does for me. So we do it this way, and the people who tip make it possible for us to do it for the rest of you. So no guilt trips, nothing. Just no, share. And, we,
1: and we've decided not to do OnlyFans. People have begged me not to, so I'm not going to be doing it. Um, like,
0: and, and I'm just not there yet. But it is, it is,
1: my, it is my backup, backup,
0: backup plan. I'm not gonna lie, I'm not
1: there yet.
0: <laughs> it's like um,
1: if we wrote that to be I'm not there. Dot dot dot. yet. Yeah and uh, no judgment all right
0: and y'all we have real news and so we're gonna get out of the election for a little bit and do some some serious and some fun things um oh rob asked what did the total end up being for desert aids do you know
1: it was right it was at t- just over twenty-six thousand dollars, and we were the number one team so yeah for, for four out of five years that we've done it we were the number one team we did come in a little lower than then last year, we did 31 grand, but we did over 26,000. So. I mean, all things considered, yeah. that's amazing. During a pandemic and during election year, so we were very pleased. All right,
0: well, this week also, Wednesday dove right into LGBTQ rights cases at the Supreme Court in front of this new 6-3 conservative majority. Oral arguments in that Fulton versus City of Philadelphia, the case that was about the Department of Human Services no longer using a Catholic... Organization for Foster Care because they discriminate against same-sex couples. Well, the Catholic group lost at the district court and the appeals court, but it's now they did their arguments in front of the Supreme Court and we won't know the answer until next May or June. But SCOTUS watchers indicated that Alito said, it's not about gay foster parents, but the city being mad at Catholic services for the message their policy sends. Kavanaugh said the city's stance was absolutist and extreme. Amy Coney Barrett discussed some hypothetical where the city took over all the hospitals and tried to force the Catholic hospital to do abortions. So the conservatives are being conservative on it. Uh, Neil Katyal, a lawyer representing Philadelphia, said a broad ruling in favor of the Catholic group's rights to discriminate against same-sex couples while still contracting with the city would enable many other types of discrimination. Chief Justice Don Roberts, a little more interesting, said it was definitely a case involving free exercise rights and its tension with another set of rights recognized in a Burgerfell So he said there is a tension here that the court has to deal with. After opening arguments, we'll see where it goes, but the Philadelphia city solicitors issued a statement saying that Philadelphia proudly respects and protects all of our residents' religious freedoms, a commitment we hold dear, but those freedoms do not allow contractors performing a city service to choose which residents they will serve based on their sexual orientation. So a long way to go, but y'all, we're gonna have a lot of interesting news this year as the SCOTUS hears cases related to our community under this new conservative majority. So yes, we'll keep sharing them, and we'll see next year what it means.
1: So, uh, and Jerry Falwell Jr. is back in the news. A uh, little little fun news uh, on the pool boy story. Uh, Politico has a new report that according to a former Liberty University student, Jerry and his wife Becky, I like to say it like that, Becky, uh, allegedly had a game they liked to play where they would rank students based on how much they wanted to have sex with them. Uh, The former student uh, used to be in a band with Falwell's son Trey and claims to be one of Becky's ex-lovers. He said he'll never forget the time she told him about how she and... Jerry, loved to stroll around campus and point out all the young men they would like to bone together. He said her and Jerry would have people down on campus. She didn't go into specifics, but said, oh, me and Jerry play games all the time. Like, would you rather with people on campus? The Falwells, of course, say this is not true. That's just not true. Uh, and, but uh, Gio Car- G- Giancarlo Granda, the former pool boy who broke the Falwell story tells political that Jerry would often joke about having a crush on certain students. So I think Jerry, mm, we don't want him, but- I think at he- well,
0: It seems based on the stories, he enjoys at least the cuck position. Yes. No judgment except you're a hypocrite and a bigot and so therefore
1: lots of judgment there's judgment here
0: lots of yeah yeah also i just love it because that's so real like it's such an easy it's hard to say no we don't do that because how many people have done that bored sitting in it i've done it in airplane lounges sitting at a mall would you rather like that one or that one you know just like passing the time yeah well i enjoyed it okay and then another um some of you i hope some of you oh wait where'd he go oh yeah I hope some of you know uh, DeRay McKesson. He was big, big early in the Black Lives Matter uh, early on and then ran for office in Philadelphia, I mean, in Baltimore. Um, But he's had a court case going for the last several years um, because that was brought against him by a Louisiana police officer who was injured when the officer was hit in the head by a projectile at a protest where McKesson was present in 2016. The protest was in response to the police killing of Alton Sterling in Louisiana. Now, the police officer does not allege that McKesson threw the rock or even knows who did. He claimed that McKesson was responsible as an organizer of the demonstration because he should have known violence would occur. So this lawsuit is saying that because DeRay was one of the people who helped organize people to protest police killing a black man in Louisiana, and then violence broke out between protesters and police, and this police officer was injured, he's personally liable for some other individual's actions when he is not a director, a formal leader in any capacity. It's a really dangerous suit. So a federal court dismissed it, saying such claims were barred by the First Amendment, the Fifth Circuit reinstated by ruling M- McKesson could be held liable if a violent confrontation with a police officer was a foreseeable effect of negligently directing a protest onto a road outside a police station. So finally now, the US Supreme Court has ruled in Duray's favor, saying the Fifth Circuit should have checked with the Louisiana Supreme Court before allowing the suit to proceed. McKesson said that the decision recognizes that holding me liable for organizing a protest because an un- unidentifiable person threw a rock raises First Amendment concerns. I'm gratified the Supreme Court vacated the ruling, but amazingly, the fight is not over. And it isn't. Like, it still has to go back to the Fifth Circuit to be dealt with. For four years, this police officer's been suing him because some random other person threw a rock at him. Crazy. And that's DeRay, like, stepping out and showing up. He flew down to Louisiana to be present and support the community there in this.
1: And then has to um, and is still dealing with this legally. I mean, that's racking up dollars four oh, yeah. years later. Just to get there and, and leave, I hope that ACLU or someone is helping him with these legal And there are,
0: there are people involved. But still, nonetheless, the emotional stress of that.
1: Absolutely. Well, we have a, a fun little story. A dad on Reddit uh, shared this story. He was driving through town on his usual commute, and he happened to see his 16-year-old son kissing his guy best friend. He said... I didn't tell my wife because she would probably hate him because of it. But how could I? I really love him. He's my son, after all, and I don't mind him being gay. My question is, how can I help him when he comes out? And should I tell him to hold it back with his mom? Uh, Users gave lots of good advice, including uh, not confronting him, letting him bringing it up when he's ready and maybe in a general conversation, just talk about gay people so that uh, the son knows that you're okay with it. In an update, the dad explained that he decided to casually mention that he witnessed his son. His son confirmed that he and his best friend were, in fact, a couple. The dad says he told me how long they had been together and how it was, and we just chatted about relationships. Then he asked me if I told mom that I saw them. I just said that I would never do that behind his back, and he could tell me everything. Uh, The dad says the conversation wasn't awkward, and his son was really happy to talk. He ended by saying, there's just a great thing. That's just a great thing to see your son growing up.
0: <laughs> I know. I loved it so much. I feel like we get so many mama bear stories, like good mama bear stories. You hear a lot often about like a mother who like left a husband because he wasn't accepting and their queer kid. And, you know, and we don't often hear the reverse where the dad feels good. He's a little bit worried about mom. And it's just so sweet and wonderful Yeah. to hear he was like, I wanna make it okay, what do I do? And then it went great, and everyone's good, and uh,
1: Fuzzy, it's a fuzzy I know. Method. I
0: love it. Y'all, you know, I feel like we've done a lot of heavy news, and it's just, this is just such lovely celebrations. You know, the arc of history, right, bends inexorably forward. I um, mean, it's dads like that that make it all possible for all of us. Okay. All right, this next one is exciting and also like, <laughs> Frustrating in a fun way. Uh, Last weekend was Taiwan Pride. Taiwan has gone over 200 days without any new COVID-19 cases because they handled it so well there. And so 130,000 people were able to come together last weekend to celebrate Pride. President Tsai Ing-wen took to social media on Saturday to to urge the entire nation to embrace love, tolerance, and a better Taiwan. Taiwan's long been considered a leader in LGBTQ rights in Asia. Over 4,000 same-sex couples have gotten married in the country since they legalized it in 2019. And this year's Pride celebration is actually smaller than last year's because people flew in last year. Pride came one day after Taiwan's military held its first ever same-sex wedding as two female soldiers married their civilian partners in a mass or outdoor wedding of nearly 200 couples. Lieutenant Chen ing Swan said, this is another big step forward for the military. I hope more same-sex couples can bravely stand out. The military is open and we are all equal in front of love. Oh, uh, it makes me so happy for them and jealous. And y'all, I don't think we're doing the show. Last year, Dell was busy. And so I went to Taiwan for a week as a part of the Taiwan International Queer Film Festival. They were doing a retrospective of Dell's work. And so they screened Sorted Lives and Sissies. And I got to speak on religion and sexuality and do Q and A's and be there. And it was right after they'd gotten marriage equality passed. And it was just the most like thrilling, uh, exuberant experience in their very sort of young LGBTQ community as part of their progress and visibility in their organizations. Um, I got to go out to an underwear party at a club they have all their all their gay bars in a row in one big courtyard with all these patios it was just an amazing experience for me uh, to be able to be
1: there as they were at the height of like joy and celebration so seeing and, this and they have done it right i was reading about taiwan how they really closed down the borders and they just uh All were very uh, social, they social distance and were responsible and and, in isolation. And they had like 52 cases in the entire country. Something insane. Um, So that's crazy. That was August of uh, 2019, if I'm not mistaken, when you were there. In
0: fact, one of the other filmmakers I met there, she just made a whole short film in lockdown. I was like, Sam, you're making the rest of us look bad. (laughs) (laughs)
1: boy isn't that the truth okay we've got some but before
0: we do that like because we're good are you ready for the holidays like what's your theory
1: on what's everybody feeling about like starting christmas early i don't even know what to i you know i i've been talking to my kids and you know i haven't seen caroline since we met halfway with mask on in a park when rebecca and i drove up there and she's trying to just figure out when she can come home and, uh, you know, with, with Thanksgiving coming up, I mean, is anybody getting, it, being inside? Uh, I think we, I don't know, we haven't talked. We have not talked about Thanksgiving. I wonder if we're just gonna do it on Rosemary and Dill's patio where we can all social yeah. distance with mask on. It's, it's 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 a lot to think about because, you know, holidays can be depressing for a the, lot of um, people. Nancy
0: said bah humbug. Y'all, okay. I don't know if we've done on the show ever before, but in my house growing up, Christmas is a sport. It's the only sport I play. My parents have an entire closet devoted to nothing but Christmas decorations. My parents collect nativity sets with almost 200 sets from all around the world. As they travel, they get it done in the local artisan style and that's the thing they bring home. We sang and played handbells as a family at Christmas when I was in middle school. I'm about to start Christmas. Like after this week, once they announce a president or even if, if we're waiting until December, I'm not. Starting next Monday, I'm putting on the music. It's happening. Hey,
1: can you see, I got my little, I got a little Thanksgiving kind of stuff going there. I did a little bit of, of. Uh, it kind of goes with Thanksgiving and Halloween. So uh, thank you, Trader Joe's.
0: <laughs> we're keeping our pumpkins like for like Thanksgiving and, and decor. But like the movies, the music, the I'm, I'm leaning in y'all. I'm going early. Um, Ken said, if I start now, I'll be sick of it by Christmas. Best after Turkey day. I just honestly, since this lockdown isn't ending, it helped us, we watched spooky movies starting at the beginning of September all the way to, th- to Halloween. I'm about to start Christmas.
1: I I think you know like what now. I think I'll do Emerson? I, I think you've inspired me. Uh, when I was a kid, my favorite Christmas tree Was my grandmother on my dad's side, uh, Reba? She had this aluminum tree that we put together in these little holes, and it it was all blue. And I was just fascinated by this tree. I loved it so much. Now, since I became an adult, you know, I was—I've always liked the real trees. And we collect, you know, we have ornaments that I love seeing all the ornaments when the kids were little and how. They, you know, everything, yep. everything, we got, love but, but maybe I'll get an additional tree this year to honor Reba and see if yes. I can find one of those um, yes. awesome trees and put it together.
0: Yes. Well, because then also Blake and I are sort of committing to doing this holiday show since we had so much fun with our spooky one because it gives us something to do. So we're about to be working on Christmas music anyway. So I'm just leaning in. Did you? Uh,
1: Did y'all want me to sing "Old Holy Night" or anything? You know what's so weird?
0: I feel like the show is full. (laughs)
1: Um, (laughs) Okay, okay. I'm just gonna do my own. I'm just gonna do my old Christmas. I'm gonna. I swear to
0: God. Wait, if you put your tree up and you do that thing where you sit at the piano and play hymns, but you play the the hymn Christmas carols, and we do it as a live live stream, people would love the shit out of that.
1: Well, maybe I'll do that. I'll have Matt Hayes bring his piano over, and yes. we will sing along with our yes. pod that we I all. I love
0: that.
1: That we'll all so sing. Fun, on an evening, because
0: y'all wait, leaving our houses till next year. Like I hope okay. anyone's not delusional thinking okay. we're getting okay. out before Christmas,
1: and we'll we'll get Debbie Holiday over. and yes. Yeah, we'll all we'll all be responsible, but yeah, we can we we got that down. Oh, by the way. Uh, someone asked me about my COVID test. It was negative, y'all. Good.
0: Brett said, I almost got out all my Christmas decor a month ago to make me happy, but decided to wait a bit next week. Hey, y'all, my point is just simply do whatever makes you happy. You know, if you want to wait, wait. But if you're ready, to me, this is like using the good china. What are we saving
1: it for? Well, and, and I have a new wreath that Rob made for me. Huh. That I'm going to put up.
0: Um, All right, now you can do these stories. I just wanted to set it up. You know, we're y'all starting to do holiday stories.
1: Okay, so there's a new Etsy holiday uh, commercial and it's been released that features a black gay couple finding family acceptance during the holidays and a heartwarming new ad from Etsy. Uh, As part of its gift like you mean it campaign, the e-commerce company tells the story of Brandon and David who are meeting relatives for the first time as a couple at a festive get together. And I think we have the commercial to play, don't yeah. we? Are they singing it? Oh. You didn't do the- Oh well, that was weird. Our engineer got a little, he got a little, He.
0: Hold on, hold on y'all. I got testicle difficulties. I got so excited to talk about Christmas, I stopped paying attention to doing my job. Uh,
1: oh, weird. holy night. Yes. I, uh, yes,
0: just start giving people a preview, uh-huh.
1: We'll stop, I like it when they sing it really high. Oh, holy night. There it is. I don't know why, okay, here they go. Don't worry, they're gonna love you. What you mean? Okay, uh I thought y'all got
0: lost
1: awesome and stuff. Donna, did you put God. some uh pair of eating that? Oh dude. we didn't forget
0: about you. Welcome to the family. Uh welcome to the
1: family. Oh, wow. I love it. <laughs> oh.
0: Oh, Somebody made an ornament of them, and I just love it.
1: a little emotional. that is so sweet. And then uh, in in uh, other uh, holiday commercial news, RuPaul is the new old Navy commer- commercial spokesperson. He posted about it a while back saying how cute are my old Navy uh, jingle jammies y'all told you ya we were cooking up something special for the Ru holiday. Oh. Uh, more to come. Here they are.
0: Hey, babe, it's a holiday. Got the whole fam rocking jingle jammies. Your nana's in a waddie looking
1: sassy. Pick whatever Santa you want driving your sleigh. Strike a pose and make the dolls stay. Normalize conference calls in our PJs. Our 18 time watching love actually. We gon' have the best holiday here at Old Navy. Happy jammy days, y'all. Shop
0: jingle jammies from head to toe to tail.
1: I mean, when drag is in an
0: Old Navy commercial, you know that it is fully mainstream.
1: Yes. (laughs) All right.
0: Get those coins, make those dollars, because boy was she out there doing it when no one wanted to see it. That's right. Um, And then finally, for fun, uh, and I hope there will be much more of this, I want to show you a very exciting new pastry. Uh, Marks and Spencer in the UK has launched a new croissant. Donut hybrid with a sweet Santa's belt topping for the holidays. But y'all, the name of this new treat—they are calling it Santa's yumnut. Oh, <laughs> y'all! They tweeted out, "Who wants a bite of Santa's yumnut?" nut?
1: That's their <laughs> long tweet. Yeah.
0: Now, here's the thing, sexy Yeah. Uh, some people said, well, that just shows you they don't have any gay person working for them. But y'all, I, what it makes me think is that there's some gay over there going, no, seriously, call it this. Everyone will talk about it. Because the amount of jokes that were made about where you could get, put, taste, leave Santa's Yum Nut.
1: Oh, my God. Um,
0: and it's not even their first time. Last year, they did a pride sandwich that benefited the Albert Kennedy Trust that helps LBGBT homeless youth. And they called it the LGBT sandwich. And it was lettuce, guacamole, bacon, and tomato. LGBT. That got made fun of a lot, but they sure raised a lot of money. So y'all, oh. if anybody's out in London, do we, I know we had Sweden and Switzerland. We need to find somebody in the UK that can go to a Marks and Spencer and just let us know what Santa's yum nut tastes I'm gonna like. I'm going to
1: ask Lanford Beard. Our friend Lanford Beard is li- li- living over there. Maybe she'll send us some. S-
0: Sandy said, I don't think I could order one. I know y'all, I feel like it's like, you'd have to go to the counter and you'd be like, oh yes, I'd like one Santa's. Yeah, I'm not. Um,
1: or would you yell it with pride? Yell no, it, I not it with it. pride. I did, I did I, the other day I went to CVS and um, I, uh, I, I I stole from you Emerson because I asked for some uh, gun. I was at, I asked the, the female clerk uh, there in West Hollywood where the gun oil, was, and she said, what, What? what is that? And I said, for sex, the the lube, the lube, the gun oil lube, for sex. I said it really loud. Mm-hmm. She said, oh. in? she's like, aisle five. <laughs> um, so, and, and then finally, one quick uh, little uh, blurb, that on Wednesday, a very large moving truck pulled up in front of the White House and no explanation <laughs> has been given. <laughs> It's like, we're ready. We're ready.
0: Just, uh, we are here. Whoever it was, like, whoever did that knew what they were doing. Like, I don't care if it was there to move out some chaise that needs to be reupholstered. Whoever set that pickup for Wednesday knew what they were
1: doing. Hysterical. Well... That uh, does it for us, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yes,
0: y'all, we do. Thank you. I mean, how is everyone? You know, do you have, we have two minutes. Does everybody have weekend plans? What are you doing while we wait on all this thing? One more time, if you want to send us a tip, no obligation, but you can on Venmo at Emerson Collins or on PayPal to Beard Collins Shores Productions at Gmail.com. It's in the ticker below. um And if you're watching us back later because you can't tune in, we appreciate y'all. We know people. I get Venmo's through the weed through the days after show. So I know uh, we love y'all that can't watch live.
1: Thank you so much. Yes. I, um, what are you doing this weekend, Emerson? I don't know. I'm running I've to had- palm for a couple of days. Oh, yay. Good. Just going to hang out there a little bit.
0: Yes. Um, Ken said, you're right. I will feel better when I see Joe's hand on a Bible in front of a judge. I mean, it's going to be a minute. Yes. I think we might not breathe all the way out until then, but if we can at least get it certified in December, uh, that'll be something. We'll call that a win.
1: Yes, it's breathing, it's breathing. I said, I tweeted the other day that it, you know, watching these election returns, it's kind of like bottoming. You just have to keep breathing. That's right. (sighs) Yeah.
0: It'll eventually hurt less. And a reminder y'all, do we got to the election, but all this energy we've had, all this focus we've had on the election, think about all that time, that money, that energy we put into this, all of the issues we also wanna work on for our community, other communities. We will. There are organizations that work on those all the time. And we have that time, we found that time in our lives. We need to keep that time and put it to other things as well. So I'm challenging myself. We'll keep sharing with you all because y'all we're changing the world little bit by little bit. Little bit, little bit. Rob, going with a friend to breakfast for his birthday and Victor's coming Sunday. I'm gonna do Dell's One Man Play.
1: Have an encore production. Yes, I'll try to have a good show for you.
0: Uh. <laughs> All right, y'all. Remember to breathe. Uh, if you get crazy panic, talk to somebody else. Turn the TV off and walk away. Take care of yourselves and each other, and we'll see you on Tuesday.